Good afternoon. This is Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Trish and Evie's Focus on the Facts. Patricia Negron is my co-host, and for over two years now, she has been my partner in crime in the battle to stop the global pedophile epidemic. So today, we will again cover the latest developments in the Jeffrey Epstein Global Child Sex Trafficking Network and discuss the elite politicians, celebrities, and world leaders who are involved in this network who are set to be exposed with the release of court documents hidden from all of us for years. In the latest court hearing, the judge said that Epstein and his attorney, Alan Dershowitz, were both involved in Epstein's child sex trafficking network. We will also cover the takedown of the Hollywood pedophiles and sex trafficking networks with a focus on the duration of the open pedophilia has been taking place in Hollywood over the past 40 years. A couple days ago, a street artist in Los Angeles who goes by the name of Sabo, he tied the whole Epstein case together with the Hollywood perverts and pedophiles. On a giant billboard that advertised uh, Quentin Tarantino's new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Sabo replaced the faces of Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio with the faces of Jeffrey Epstein and Roman Polanski. He also made similar alterations on several bus stop posters advertising the same movie. And he put the faces of Epstein and Woody Allen in that in the bus stop posters. And on the bus stop posters, Sabu changed the name of the movie to Once Upon a Time in Peterwood and gave credits for the movie to Weinstein Buck Nexium Singer Productions, which was apparently in reference to disgraced perverts and pedophiles producer Harvey Weinstein, Democratic donor Ed Buck, the Nexium child sex cult, and director Brian Singer. Today, we'll also discuss the length of time that the Hollywood pedophiles have been openly operating in full sight, starting with director Roman Polanski and then Michael Jackson, Brian Singer, and R. Kelly, and give the details of how long these pedophiles have been allowed to sexually abuse children in this country and often track children on a global level. So I'll bring Trish on now, and we'll start the show by first having her give us the latest world news on Iran, Israel, and Venezuela, and then we'll get into the battle against the pedophiles and perverts. Welcome to the show, Trish. Hi, Evelyn. That's a great summary. Lots of really interesting stuff going on with the um, child sex trafficking. I mean, it's, it's incredible what we're finally able to get confirmation of. It's great. So um, at the same time, you know, these the very people who are implicated in this whole Jeffrey Epstein scandal are behind the, you know, the terrorism in the Mideast and the refugee crisis and all these other um, issues that we're facing now. So it's really important to remember that, you know, while talking about Jeffrey Epstein and child sex trafficking and then going to, you know, foreign policy and and global um, geopolitics, They are directly connected. The only reason we have all this death and destruction going on is because of the blackmail operations run by people like Jeffrey Epstein and Claire Bronfman and Harvey Weinstein and all these other people. So it's really important to remember that they are directly connected. But what, and, um, right now, Syria is the real big hotspot. There's breaking news of a U.S coalition massacre of Syrian civilians, Um, and this, you know, they continue, Pompeo and the State Department officials continue to blame these events on Assad, however, they are being carried out 
by the U.S. and its proxies, as well as its allies, which include Israel, um, Turkey, and the U.K. So, um, you know, these civilians are dying at the hands of the U.S. and its allies. Right now, we there's an estimated 30,000 terrorists that the U.S. has airlifted out of other parts of Syria and into Idlib, where is, there's a major holdout going on and an offensive by Russia and Syria to drive out those terrorists. So um, that situation, Israel continues bombing civilians in Syria and other key locations. Um, so uh, that situation continues to escalate. And I think part of it is in response to these revelations. Netanyahu himself is facing a second emergency election. It's unprecedented. He also has three indictments, corruption indictments, hanging over his head by his own attorney general at the recommendation of his own police chief. He could not, he lost his coalition in the Knesset last October. He had two cabinet ministers resign. He assumed those posts and then ended up firing a third cabinet minister and um, then was holding all four of those positions, but has since turned over the defense minister position to someone very friendly to the idea of Netanyahu receiving immunity from those corruption cases. During this, after this this emergency election in April, Netanyahu failed to form a coalition a second time and um, was unable to pass legislation that would have given him immunity from these corruption charges. So he is, he is desperately fighting for his political life right now. And one of the reasons, again, to remember that all of this ties together is that Ehud Parak, who is a former prime minister and oversaw many war crimes himself against Palestinians, is running against Netanyahu for prime minister in this second emergency election to be held September 17th. And Netanyahu um, very conveniently pointed out Ehud Barak's um, relationship with Jeffrey Epstein in an attempt to smear him um, and salvage his uh, campaign for prime minister. So now we have public confirmation of Israel being directly connected to Jeffrey Epstein in addition to the fact that Alexander Acosta, who was Donald Trump's labor secretary um, and just resigned because of the revelations that um, the plea deal he allowed Jeffrey Epstein um, uh, let him walk on, uh, you know, really outrageous uh, child sex trafficking charges. I mean, the guy was obviously prolific and he had the means and motive to continue offending and victimizing hundreds of more children, yet they let him walk. And Alexander Acosta himself is on the record saying that he was told to back off that Jeffrey Epstein belonged to, quote-unquote, intelligence, which means that's what our intelligence agencies are protecting uber predators of children. So, you know, pretending that they have any legitimacy whatsoever is should no longer... 
be in doubt. So, um, so now in, in, we also see Israel escalating dramatically against in, in retaliatory attacks on Palestinians. Um, you know, they, the, two weeks ago, they shot a boy, a 10-year-old boy in the head. Yesterday or the day before, they shot a Palestinian girl in the street and refused, lay, let her lay there bleeding to death and did not um, allow anyone near her until after she had died. Um, you know, they shot another man, was shot in the stomach by a sniper and killed. They've killed, you know, 56 children in the last year which is more than one a day. These settlers are escalating their attacks on Palestinian and the um, setting fires. They are destroying orchards. The um, military is on an absolute rampage, destroying Palestinian homes and making um, Palestinians homeless. Um, and, there, and then the U.S just blocked a U.N. sanction against Israel, which is an official apartheid state, mind you, okay? This is, this is official apartheid that we have in place here. And um, the U.S. just passed legislation making criticism, or the House of Representatives just passed legislation overwhelmingly criminalizing criticism of Israel. And, and support of um, boycott, divestment, and sanction activity in protest against apartheid in Israel. So, um, I mean, the, the, we're facing an absolute crisis on, on that front, and um, you can see as this, all of these revelations are made um, that the, the fervor among these leaders to entrench themselves and, um, you know, withstand, be able to hang on to their power is, um, they're, they're getting more desperate and they're, they're just getting worse. However, in Yemen, um, the UAE ha has said that it is withdrawing entirely from that Saudi um, massacre there. And this is very significant because apparently the UAE has been the primary uh, military presence on the ground in Yemen. And, but the bottom line in Yemen is that it is an absolute genocide. It is a Saudi invasion backed by the U.S., not only with billions and billions in weapons deals, but the U.S. trains those Saudi pilots. They refuel those jets. And they provide the coordinates for all of those missile strikes. And the, every single one of those missile strikes is on a civilian, non-strategic target. It, they are on maternity wards. They are on school buses full of children. They are on fish markets, weddings, um, schools themselves, and, uh, water treatment facilities. And um, now it was there was like two years ago or three years ago, there was a group trying to bring humanitarian aid to the people in Yemen. And the only port by which this aid can get there from abroad is Hodaida port. Well, three days before this um, humanitarian aid was set to arrive, 
Saudi Arabia bombed Hodeida Port eight separate times. And the U.S. is now behind a blockade on that port, preventing humanitarian aid from reaching literally millions of babies on the brink of death from starvation. They are in the advanced stages of starvation. This is not a, you know, we're not in the early part of the crisis here. Many of them are are so far advanced, they could possibly could not be saved. And there are uh, nearly 100,000 have already starved to death. And this is absolutely deliberate. This is not an accident of war. This is a deliberate... Our Navy ships blocking these these supplies and stuff to Yemen. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, um, the US, UAE is withdrawing, and this is very good news because it, it, it puts the U.S. and Saudi Arabia in a defensive position. You know, now it's even harder to explain away their rationale for being there. So, it, it's a very positive development. It weakens Saudi Arabia. At the same time that this is happening, Yemen has developed a set of drones that have become very effective and they are used in, to um, target strategic locations in Saudi Arabia, like um, military airports and, and locations that Saudi Arabia is using to attack Yemen. So it's also really important for people to know that the Houthis are a um, militia uh, that has formed, the, it is Yemeni people who are defending Yemen. These are not like the terrorists shipped in by the U.S. from all over the world into Syria to invade it. The, those are terrorists. The, the, the Houthis are not the same thing. They are, they are fighting in their own country for their own people. And that's the same thing with Hezbollah. So it's really, really important to know that. Yeah, I think it's hard for people to understand all these different groups and everything and to keep the state in their mind. At least for me it is. You know, oh, of course. Who is it's actually who? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I still am learning myself, Evelyn. Um, so, you know, it, the ones I do know about, in fact, are, you know, that Houthis, Hezbollah, and... Um, you know, Hamas really, I mean, Hamas is a Zionist creation, but Hamas is um, defending the Palestinian people. They're not invading anyone. It's their defense. Right. Um, so same with the Sandinistas in Nicaragua. These are, you know, Nicaraguans who are defending their country and their people from imperialists like the U.S. and Saudi Arabia. So, um so the Houthis are getting really effective in um, striking back against Saudi aggression, and it's making the Saudis really nervous. They don't; they did not expect that. And at the same time, Yemen is getting support from Iran and other countries in the region because, um, you know, again, they're under the same threats as Iran and Syria and Russia and China are all facing as well. So. We're, we're also seeing at the same time this coalition forming. Now Putin has um, offered to lead a, a, a coalition for stability in the Mideast and has publicly stated that it is not a military solution. So what he's proposing is to bring peace to 
that region, which is in everybody's best interest. Remember, there's the China-Pakistan economic corridor that is being disrupted by all these terrorist, terrorist activities. Syria is suffering the same fate. These all these locations all fall along the Silk um, Road and Belt Initiative, where all of this trade is supposed to occur and the, the, the routes by which it's supposed to reach, you know, across from China to Europe, and which goes straight through Turkey. And then there's also that connection from, you know, Turkey and the, along the eastern shore of the Mediterranean down to the African continent, which is, you know, where Saudi Arabia is and Egypt. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's, there are a lot of reasons why those leaders would want peace and stability because they benefit from the um, free flow of trade through those regions. But that's exactly what the U.S. is trying to disrupt. So um, mm. this is, but the, the um, balance of power is shifting dramatically away from the U.S. Turkey has refused to, um, to, Cal to pressures by the U.S. around its purchase of S-400 systems from Russia. Um, India is saying that they're, you know, going to move forward with their own plans as well, despite the U.S. Uh, imposition of sanctions in response to India's purchase of Russian S-400 systems. So, um, and these these different nations are able to ally with one another, you know, and get the public support of leaders like Russia and China um, for their sovereignty and their right to determine their own needs for in terms of defense and weapons purchases. And in fact, Boeing, um, it, there's uh, their Boeing suffered, they only got half the orders of Airbus at um, the Paris Air Show recently, and they've had all kinds of performance issues, and now it's starting to turn up in other um, areas, like these foreign nation purchases of Boeing jets. They're, they're starting to rethink that. So this is also very positive in that it hurts the revenues of these um, war profiteering companies, and it, it really hurts them in a material way. So it's, it's uh, evolving in the, very much in the right direction and in very much the right ways um, in terms of putting an end to these forces at work. I mean, you have to cut them off from their cash flow, and they're actually doing it to their self-sabotaging because they produce really poor equipment, and it's way too expensive. And... Um, in fact, they're talking about India's rethinking a drone purchase because of performance issues. They're like, we can not only can we get fighter jets that are fully loaded for this amount of money, these other fighter jets actually work, whereas your drones don't even, you know, aren't even fully functional. So, um, it, you know, it's a matter of dollar and and sense as well at this point. So um, it the bottom line, though, is that they now have a legitimate alternative in Russia and China 
to turn to for trade, for economic support, for military support, and um, currency support. So it's the this balance of power has very decisively shifted away from the U.S. and its Western allies toward the East with Russia and China and these um, Mideast nations that are out of sheer need allying with one another in ways that I don't, you know, we had, we were not seeing previously and right. are, are finally evolving. So in Venezuela now, I see we yeah, just said, and certainly that's so not the world again. But, uh, well, so you remember Guaido got caught embezzling humanitarian aid funds raised at the, the Richard Branson concert. And so what the U.S. decided to do was divert another $40 million in humanitarian aid for um, starving children in Guatemala and Honduras to give the guy who just embezzled other humanitarian aid funds. I mean, it's just sickening. It's the same kind of thing. They just attacked the electric grid again, knocked out power to the entire country. These are acts of terrorism, and they they kill people. These sanctions, they are, the U.S. is now refusing to release funds um, for Venezuela to buy food and medicine and medical supplies. The U.S. previously held up a supply of insulin. Um, they would not allow the money transfer to go through so that Venezuela could pay for the insulin. People die because of these acts. They are terrorist acts. These are weapons of war, and they are just as lethal as bombs. An estimated 40,000 Venezuelans have already died from these sanctions. And the U.S. is only escalating it. And now they've funneled another $40 million to, to Guaido to pursue this coup attempt. So, um, and meanwhile, uh, Venezuela has um, reported seeing um, the numerous spy planes, U.S. spy planes in its territory. But meanwhile, Russia and China have, um, Russia specifically, has um, declared their their um, plan to help Venezuela retain its sovereignty and are doing whatever they can to help. But this is another example of how the U.S. uses, you know, these financial networks to steal from countries. And um, Russia has developed this alternative to the electronic funds transfer system that the U.S. has called SWIFT so that um, these target nations can use the alternative and not risk having their money stolen from them, the, um, like has been done so frequently to to others. So um, this is, you know, the, it, things continue to escalate in Venezuela as well. And, um, you know, remember the Koch brothers are behind a lot of that. They want that extra dirty crude that um, their refineries can take. The U.S. has already stolen Venezuela's oil assets in the U.S. Uh, the Bank of England has stolen more than a billion dollars worth of gold. Um, it, it's it's just it's it's open warfare, but these are just you know silent weapons and 
and quiet wars. It's sickening. So, well, yeah, like um, I said last week, you know, I never understood these sanctions until a few years ago and what they're doing to all these people all over the world. Yeah, I never yeah, understood I didn't what either, they were Evelyn. doing. Yeah. But this is just open genocide. Like we talked about yes, it is. for so many weeks now. It used to be they do this stuff in secret, you know, with all these countries and pull this crap, and we wouldn't know it, you know. But now since the Internet, it's out in the open, but now they just do it right out in the open. They don't care that we see this. They don't care that we see what they're doing in Yemen. This is just open genocide yeah. all over yeah. the globe with our tax dollars. Yes, we are paying for this. Yes. So I'm going to let this make feel- Netanyahu now. Does, is he saying that he isn't involved in this Epstein um Scandal that naming uh, that other prime minister, you know, is that I know he's trying to excuse his corruption, you know, that he's in the trouble he's in over there. But now is he is he trying to say he's not involved in these in this global child sex trafficking network with Epstein? Um, I have not heard anything regarding a statement from him about his own potential involvement. Um, I imagine you probably wouldn't point it out about Ehud Barak unless he was not tied to that. But, um... And I've seen seen the uh, stories, you know, I've researched the stories, and they did see that Barak coming out of Redstein's um, mansion there in New York and and young girls coming out right after him and all this stuff. So, I mean, that wasn't made up. No, no, no. And, and of Mm. course... You know, it's all the better if the story is true and it serves your and it's politically expedient, which is would be why uh, Netanyahu would jump on the opportunity because it's exactly what he did during his last emergency election in order to smear his um, opponent in that. So this he would absolutely it's even it's all the all the better if it's true and you can use it to smear someone i mean that's what blackmail material is for and that's what these jeffrey epstein was all about it's what nexium was all about it was what the playboy um franchise is all about it was what you know adnan khashoggi was was george hw bush's um human compromise operation i mean it they're they're all over the place. So um, and and we have government by blackmail. That's what we. And if they don't have anything on you, they'll frame you. They'll or they'll just make it up. Right now, Dershowitz. Now he's just a big fan of Israel, right? Oh yeah, no, an ardent Zionist. I mean, yeah, he he's part yeah. of that machine for sure. Oh, he's, he's out, he's out there giving these interviews, you know, and he's still calling these girls liars. Now there's three of them that say that, that uh, Epstein forced them to have sex with Dershowitz, you know. But he's out there saying these girls are liars, you know, and they're prostitutes and, and all this stuff, you know. But now I think he's blackmailing all the elites. I'm not kidding you. In these interviews, this one that I watched um, on July 18th, he, he said that he got, he got a massage at... Uh, Epstein's place, but it was by a 50-year-old Russian woman, and uh, he only got one massage there. But then he goes on to say that hundreds of people got massages at Epstein's, and he, and he says, including very prominent people got massages at Epstein's. So can you imagine all of these these people that have been involved in this when he says something like this on public TV, you know, in interviews? No, that's an open threat. 
And and Evelyn, at the yeah. same time, this Dershowitz has claimed to have no idea this was going on. Yet he knows that hundreds of people have gotten massages there. It's like, which is it? Did you or did you not know? Well, exactly. You know what I mean? If I well, I'd never get the chance to interview him. I can't stand even looking at him, and I just force myself to watch these interviews. But I would be immediately be saying, "Oh, really? Hundreds of people, important, prominent people, name yet few." Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. See, but they didn't. Exactly. But see, that's what he wants. This is hanging over their heads. Hundreds. Yeah. No, there's. That's what this. I mean, imagine what he knows. Remember, Alexander Acosta himself said on the record that he was told to back off of Jeffrey Epstein that he belonged to, quote, unquote, intelligence. You know, which intelligence is that would be nice to know because he has direct ties to Mossad through, through Ghislaine and her father, Robert Maxwell, who was an Israeli super spy and stole the Promise um, software. And gave, I mean, he stole so many secrets from the U.S. for Israel. There is a direct tie to Israel here. And so to, to let a super predator like Jeffrey Epstein walk on, you know, dozens of counts of child sex trafficking, knowing full well that he would continue offending and had the means and motive to do it. I mean, what the hell is our law enforcement for? And yet we have and all it, these people in jail for pot? Are you kidding me? Sure, sure. And then another thing that Dershowitz is doing, he's out here now in one of the interviews out here bragging about he had the perfect sex life and attacking attorney David Boyce, who represents the victims, you know. And, and he said he only had sex with one person since he met Epstein, and that was his wife, and that's all. And then down here he goes, this is what he says about attorney David Boyce. I challenged David Boyce to say under oath that he only had sex with one woman during the same period of time. He couldn't do that. He had an enormous amount of chutzpah to attack me and challenge my perfect, perfect sex life during the relevant period of time. And I say to that, I don't care if uh, attorney uh, Boyce was out there committing adultery with 100 women. I don't care a bit about that. We are taking down the child sex trafficking network. I don't care yeah. who David Boys goes to bed with. Right. It is not. They're well. overage. It well, has nothing to do with this With this Clear case. deflection. Clear deflection. Yeah. Yes. And you know someone is lying when, they're, when they do something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, especially when there, there's all the, okay, so Jeffrey Epstein is directly tied to um, Israeli intelligence. What the hell was he doing? We know his places were wired. We know the New York Police Department let him sell the Lolita Express on which these orgies between all these hundreds of wealthy and powerful people had, you know, abusing these children on the plane. That's where all that forensic evidence would, would lie. Yet somehow the NYPD in the weeks, two, three weeks leading up to this big dramatic arrest, managed to let that fucking thing slip away. Jeffrey Epstein right. sold it. Yeah. The one yeah. piece of evidence that could have tied, imagine, and the, based on the flight logs, Evelyn, we have the evidence of who was on the plane. Now it would be just a question of, you know, is there DNA there along with these girls? Right. 
Well, they just, just subpoenaed the all the uh, pilots, all of Epstein's pilots, and and the flight yes. records. You know, because up until now we only have partial flight records from those pilots, and they right. can correspond this with all the girls that said when this took place. You know, with well, the flight. The yeah, the No, I I read that I read the deposition of one of those pilots, and he was there. He was there. They were asking him, "Well, didn't you think anything about this?" He said he never he never noticed any underage girls. All these years, you know, and plus he said, uh, then he said, well, after he was charged, um, didn't you think about it then? And he said, no, he thought these girls were just all making up this stuff to be mean to Epstein. Right. Well, I, yeah. I mean, you, you have to know their families. They have been threatened. You know, I mean. Um, oh, Yes. Look at all the people who have dropped dead, like the witnesses and, you know, gosh, think about it, Evelyn. And these, yes. you know, again, Jeffrey Epstein is also um, tied to DynCorp. Cynthia McKinney grilled Donald, Rumsf Donald Rumsfeld about the issue of child sex trafficking by DynCorp. It was known. We know yes. Pentagon, 5,000 Pentagon employees were caught with child porn on their work devices. These are people with security clearances who can be blackmailed with that material. Think about it. Not just that they have it at work and they, they haven't been fired. You know, Congress is proposing more laws. It's like, it's already illegal. We don't need right. more laws. We, you know, they should be fired and go to jail possessing it and they should be stripped of their security clearances you can be blackmailed with that stuff and if they have security clearances they have access to sensitive information sure sure well i have no doubt that uh, epstein had all these cameras and all of his mansions and stuff and he was recording them all so it, it we can't even imagine how many people are being blackmailed right at this moment no and we know, we know, for example, with Nexium, you know, Claire Bronfman was blackmailing, along with five federal judges, Chuck Schumer. And Chuck Schumer yeah. is also attached to Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. Well, and then I was saying that uh, Durst was saying he never seen any underage girls and he never seen. And, and there was a report out on uh, July, 18th, uh, July 18th. That this Stephen Scully, a contractor who worked for Epstein for six years, beginning in 1999, he said that he saw a revolving group of young girls scattered throughout the island, riding ATVs of sunbathing topless at the pools and beaches on the island. He said that they couldn't have been more than 15 or 16 years old. Did he ever and see it, Alan Dershowitz? Did he say if he ever saw Alan Dershowitz there? No, no, no. He was just reporting about okay. this is just a regular occurrence yeah, on that yeah, island. Just a yeah. These young girls no, are riding around, you know, topless all over the island, riding on ATVs and sunbathing. Yeah. This is just a regular occurrence. And, he, you know, he worked there all that time. So he said it made yes. him uncomfortable after he became uncomfortable with the hordes of young girls who didn't appear to have any parental supervision. So he wanted to cut ties yeah. with him. And he had met right. up with uh, somebody from Miami and, and, uh, the guy from Miami asked him if it was how it was up in Miami about those young girls being around, and the guy told him it was worse, worse than the island. Well, so this is going on in plain sight for everybody to watch. Yeah, and nobody did nothing about it. Well, and the thing too, Evelyn, is like how many people 
witnesses have said that, you know, all over Jeffrey Epstein's homes are pictures, child pornography, pictures of these yep. underage girls, you know, nude or semi-nude. So, you know, to say that you've been to his house and pretend to not have seen that is ludicrous. And at the same time, remember, Tony Podesta was, um, you know, this is not a partisan issue. This, no. this applies to all of these people. Um, and Tony Podesta, there was a feature on him in the New York Times where some of the photos had to be scrapped because in the piece itself, they talk about how there were pictures of nude children, some of them very young children, you know, in, in these large enlarged photographs and other things all over the house. That is child porn, and it is illegal. Why is it okay for these people who are, you know, wealthy and influential to have that shit? It's illegal. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what uh, part of that getting that plea bargain too. That uh, that Dershowitz and those attorneys um, claimed that uh, that um, Epstein helped found the Clinton Foundation. Right. And that he the and that, uh, let's see, and that. Uh, he, he helped set up the Clinton Foundation's Clinton Global Initiative. And this is yes. part of this letter that they sent when they wanted this plea deal, pumping up his, uh, his uh, you know, closeness with Clinton at the time. You know how Clinton came out and said he, he'd only seen him a couple times or something like this and everything? Yes. Well, the investigators had went and investigated, and they found out that, listen to this, back in 1993, Epstein and Maxwell attended this dinner at the White House when Clinton was Wilson office and Maxwell, they, they donated, I forget, like hundreds of thousands of dollars to refurbish the Oval Office in the living quarters in the White House. And Epstein and Maxwell were there and they contributed to this. This is how far back yeah. this goes. That yeah. The Clinton's the Clinton with Global Epstein. Initiative, again, remember, you know, um, Maxwell is also tied to her father. Robert Maxwell was tied to Claire Bronson's father, um, uh, who is also a billionaire, and the Clinton Global Initiative. Remember, there were multiple people from Nexium which um, who were invite-only members of the Clinton Global Initiative, and. Um, so these are not people who just donated. You had to be invited. So you would think there'd be a vetting process there of some sort, right? And then, right. Um, uh, so, but, and then remember the Clinton Global Initiative closed down quietly over Christmas in 2000, after the election in 2016. Um, they, they shut that piece down after the Podesta emails. Um, came out and started revealing all of this. And remember Ben Zinkis, who who tied together, you know, Anthony Weiner, Huma Abedin, Eric Schneiderman, um, Ellie, um, uh, Stormy Daniels, and her attorney. Who and these were all people he identified, you know, back in 2006. Who you know suddenly are turning back up in the news. Um, as the so they were at that, that Nexium recruitment party, all these yes. people, all the way back in 2007. Yes, yes, yeah. they're all involved in this. 
They're yes. all, all involved. And that's why it was so great, great to see that Sabu put out that art tying Epstein, you know, to Hollywood. Yes. But, uh, it's really great but, to see, you know, people having it put right in their faces. And um, it, it's true. I mean, Harvey Weinstein has still not been held accountable. I mean, Kevin Spacey, like all... And, and how they're, all in, they're all in Epstein's little black book. Yep. Yep. And that's the thing, Evelyn, is that, you know, uh, Whitney Webb, who's a um, journalist and publishes frequently with Mint Press News, is doing a, I think it's a three-part series on um, Jeffrey Epstein. And what she does is, you know, this is um, government by blackmail. These are organized crime syndicates that have um, hijacked our government agencies and systems. And she does an amazing job of tracing the history back to show that, you know, with Roy Cohen, for example, being a mentor to Donald Trump and, like, how Roger Stone being in there. These Roy Cohen was, you know, the human compromise guy for George H.W. Bush. I mean, he he was the guy. He's a, he was a mafia um, lord. And so that's, that's all, that's what's going on. That's what all of this is about. And that's why we're getting these, you know, outrageous military budgets. And we have our own U.S. representatives voting to criminalize um, criticism of Israel. I mean, you know, these are, these are all part of the same group of people who are behind the creation of Israel and the Zionist movement and the war on terror and, you know, all these other, um, you know, genocides and invasions going on, including Ukraine. I mean, it's just this, it's yeah. the same interest, but just there are, you know, there are, different factions that are always vying for turf. And so they, you, you know, they turn on one another in order to get leverage. And they're constantly looking to, you know, blackmail and threaten one another into, you know, abiding whatever it is they want to get done and, and that what they want to profit. So, um, you know, it's a, I highly recommend Whitney Webb. She covers this topic very well and um, gets right to the heart of what's going on because it, it's a system that everyone needs to understand because that's what's controlling us. That's how people are being controlled right now. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it is so hard to keep all this straight now that it's all come together. You know, I mean, and I was so glad when, um, when both the judges decided that they weren't letting Epstein out or R. Kelly out again. Right. You know, and I thought that was a really good sign because it's my God, you've got to protect these children. You keep letting these monsters back out on the street and they never stop. No. But even no, with Epstein behind bars, unless like a bunch of the people who are tied to him go to jail too, he'll just be right. replaced. Just like Adnan Khashoggi was replaced. And, you know, I mean, they just get replaced. Yeah, well, now he supposedly tried to commit suicide, but who knows if that's true or not, or if they tried to kill him. 
Yeah, well, you know, Patricia Hauser on Facebook dug up, you know how we had been seeing with these um, mass shootings, how stories started to turn up days before the actual incident? Well, it turns out she discovered the same um, issue with that story about Epstein. So it seems to have been some sort of ploy. Yeah. Well, you know, I've seen, I've seen. I guess there's been two shootings now in the last day or something like this. Yeah. I'm not even reading. I'm not even reading those articles because I no. consider them all false flags to distract from what is going on here. Oh yeah. That we, we are investigating. So I'm not there. even reading those articles about it. I mean, it's yeah. not that I don't care that these people are getting killed, but the government pulls us every time. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. even looking at it. But, you know, this, we talk about this in Hollywood. You know, the first accuser of uh, Roman Polanski was all the way back in 1969. Wow. And we let this go on and on and on. And, wow. and then, um, you know, he's out of the country and stuff. But, you know, the people want, want to ban him from coming in this country and everything. Well, then what people do, you know, it was back in, uh, well, I forget what it was. Um, when, oh, he was arrested in Zurich in 2009, and U.S. authorities attempted to extradite him here. And that's when more than 100 celebrities signed a petition to free Polanski. They included Woody Allen, Harvey Weinstein, Martin Sorosis, Darren, I don't even know half of these people. But all these stars line up to uh, let this guy out back in this country. We don't want wow. him back in this country. So, and, and back in 2017, the Los Angeles Police Department opened a new investigation after seven additional accusers came forward and reported that Polanski had molested. At that time, one was 10 years old in 1975. Oh, but my the, God. They were Jane Doe's, and they were between the age of 9 and 16 when the assaults took place between 1969 oh and 1976. God. So, that's, that's 11 more accusers on this monster. Wow. So Terrifying. It's so, just so disgusting. It's a global so crisis. It is a global crisis. There is, you look at the Vatican too, Evelyn. I mean, you know, everywhere oh. you turn, these, you know, these institutions and these powerful people are exploiting children in the most horrific ways. Yet again, you know, the Vatican, did you see that the bones they uncovered under the Vatican when they were looking for this missing girl? They, they uncovered a whole series of human bones. And yeah, the, that's and what I was just going to say. The Vatican about officials that. are claiming, they say they don't know. I, we didn't know what that was. We don't we, know what that is? Yeah. Oh, my God. And, you know, they just last year in Pennsylvania, there was this long police report about how 300 priests in six Pennsylvania dioceses had been running a child grooming, sex trafficking, and pornography ring for 70 years on church property. They were using whips and sadistic methods, according to the police report. They victimized more than 1,000 children, and those are the only the ones that even came forward and that were identified. I mean, and no one went to prison. None of them are being punished. This, was, this is a child sex trafficking and pornography ring run on church property. 
They should have seized the assets and all, you know, the church officials should be facing trial. Well, this is so scary, but it's, I mean, it's all coming together. You know, now, and it's so hard to keep track of it all. Yeah, it is. It is, but and but you know again, just keep you, we have to keep looking up the food chain because it all goes back to the same handful of families who are you know behind all this devastation are the, and are the ones who ultimately profit from the leverage that is gained through these human compromise operations run by people like Jeffrey Epstein and Claire Bronfman and Adnan Khashoggi. And, um, you know, uh, Imran Awan, same thing. He was doing the same thing. That was a human yeah, compromise operation. He's coming back into the news now, Imran Awan. Congress. Yeah, blackmailing Congress. Yeah. And now the feds are, uh, are, um, are looking over the links to um, a Gisley Maxwell's says do nothing charity founded by, by her that, uh, they're wondering if uh, she if she was funding that whole thing, if she wasn't funding, if she wasn't trafficking money through there, and, and it was going back to fund Epstein's pedophile network. The laundering. Well, look at the Clinton Foundation. You know, yeah. renowned Wall Street analyst Charles Ortel has combed through every single document ever produced by the Clinton Foundation. And he has found that it has never, ever been properly registered as a charity, ever, in, what, 25 years since it's been around? Not only that, it's never had a legitimate audit. Um, the, what was Eric Braverman, the, was he the CEO, um, resigned abruptly when it came time for them to finally produce a, an audit, an independent audit for the foundation, which they never actually did. Charles Ortel estimates that foundation, to that fraud, to exceed $1 trillion. And, and, you know, basically all they were doing was taking, you know, billions and billions from Saudi Arabia and the UAE and Qatar and, uh, you know, all these wealthy, including... Um, all of these criminals that are turning up all over the place, they, and, they, and they're refusing to return the money, like to Harvey Weinstein or any of these, you know, men who are accused of horrific crimes against, you know, Hillary, every woman should be believed, Clinton. Um, yeah. So, you know, he, it, it, Charles Ortel is a, a, is a very respected analyst, and um he, he says there's absolutely nothing legitimate about that um, quote-unquote foundation. And again, you know, court documents um, connect Jeffrey Epstein directly with that. And so is it connected with Nexium directly. Right. They're all tied together. They're all yes. tied together. And this, and this um, Gisley Knight, like they're saying that... Uh, she was, that her and Chelsea Clinton were good friends. That her and Chelsea Clinton went on vacation in 2009. That would have been after, you know, after Epstein was arrested. Her name came out in all those pleadings, how involved she was. I mean, it wasn't only that she procured these young girls. She participated in the sexual abuse with these yep. girls. 
and would have orgies with them and everything. And why is she walking around free? But she was a member of that Clinton Global Initiative. And then and then yes. uh, then she was at Chelsea's was at wedding in 2010. Yes. Right in exactly. the front row. Yes. Right next to you the know, aisle. They are so mixed in with this stuff. It's just really scary. Yes. And, they, you know, they try to detach from this mess now. There's no way they're going to. You know, just like those investigators that went to the Clinton Library and found all those documents showing how Epstein and, and Ghislaine had been at the White House in 1993 when he just took office. And then they contribute to refurbishing the Oval Office and the living quarters of the White House. For you know what they probably did was install all kinds of spy equipment, too. Well, they, 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 they say that Israel was spying on um, on Clinton and that, Clinton. that, that uh, Monica Lewinsky, that, that, he, that Israel was, was blackmailing that? him back then with yeah. that. Yes, yes. No, that's exactly right. I bet that's how they did it. They, they were the ones yeah. that hired the contractors to go in there and remodel and also install all kinds of spy equipment, I'm sure. Yeah, I never even thought of that. Sure, sure. Oh, and then uh, so they were investigating, uh, probing into his uh, Epstein's jail stay and all the stuff that he was allowed to get away with there. Yeah, outrageous. not reporting ever as a, you know, level three child sex offender. Yeah. Right. Letting the sex offender. I guess that they they know that um, he was having sex with girls when he was out on release from his little short thirteen month stunt there in in uh, the Miami jail. Yes. And they let him. And, yes. and I guess he paid like one hundred and thirty five billion dollars to that police department for to fund those uh, police departments that were supposed to guard him while he was out on his work release. Well, he paid $139,000, to uh, fund them so they'd let him do whatever he wanted. Wow. Yeah, it, it's horrifying. And, I mean, these are, the pol- these are the police who, you know, are, expect to be taken seriously. You know, they go around arresting people for, you know, criticizing Israel or, you know, pot. But yet, you know, here we have a serial predator who's given yeah. complete and total protection. Well, and it's now in everything. And, the, and there's a, um, a state senator, Lauren Brock, in, in book in Florida, is the one calling for um, Epstein's work release records to be investigated and everything. And now she's getting threatened. She said she's, I've, I've received countless phone calls saying, little girl, you don't know what you're getting into, and telling me that I should just stop. You know, she reported this. And... You know, anybody that goes after these monsters that they threaten, and as we know, they kill. How many whistleblowers on this on this um, global child sex trafficking um, network have died and killed? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean it's very dangerous. Know, Liz McKe- you know, we also, you know, don't forget, this. we, we mentioned this is global. There's also yes. the connection with Prince Andrew, and oh, yes. um, remember, Jimmy Sabo was exposed as being a brutal predator of um, terminally ill and disabled children throughout his career at BBC, which was um, covered up for years by none other than Mark Thompson, who went directly after being exposed for covering up Jimmy Sabo's and pri- former Prime Minister Ted Heath also um, raped and abused 
hundreds of children himself. Um, Mark Thompson went in 2012 after being exposed directly to the CEO position at the New York Times, which in 2000, was it 16 or 17, supposedly debunked the Pizzagate narrative, which we, which is now exactly what is going on with Jeffrey Epstein. That, that's Pizzagate. Pizzagate is child sex trafficking by the wealthy and powerful. And here you have it, Nexium, Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, um, you know, Hollywood. The, uh, that's it. That's Pizzagate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People probably don't understand that that Pizzagate, that for us, that covers this whole child sex trafficking network. It's yeah. not just limited to those emails that were released. You know, that is no. that, that is the title for all of this. Yeah. You know, but like you say, he covered up that, he closed down that Pizzagate narrative on purpose. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's what and he was so now for. this Florida lawmaker getting threats over calling for Epstein's plea deal probe. I mean, this is, these people are, are taking great risks when they come out here. They and are. And that's why we have to support them and make sure that, oh, absolutely. You know, their stories well, what was get it, out. What state senator was it was just murdered a month or so back? And the same thing, supposedly, she going to be testifying about the sex trafficking in the Clinton Foundation, the ties to the Clinton Foundation, and they killed her. Yep. And they yeah. don't care anymore. They just do it right out in the open, and it happens. And it's like, oh, well, this is horrible. And it just goes away. Like, oh, well, another yep. one killed. You're right. I had forgotten about that, Evelyn. She yep. was shot. She was shot in the, and um, rolled up in a rug. It was clearly yep. an assassination. There's, there's yep. absolutely no question that she was assassinated. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see uh, the records from these or the depositions from these pilots. You know, they finally, yeah. I think they only, they, two of them had taken depositions before, and I read one of them. And, um, you know, like I said, he just plays it down and says, no, he never believed any of it. He, he never, all those girls that got on them planes, going all over the globe. Yeah, and he says he never, he never seen any underage girls. Yeah. Well, well they have those yeah, court yeah, records, they'll say, yes, I was on this flight, this flight, this flight. They flew yeah. me to England. They flew me to Paris. Flew me over there to screw this one or that one. So. Yeah. But I think if they well, kill Epstein, I, I think it still won't get shut down. I think we'll still... I say we have an army, a global army, going after this global child sex trafficking network We now. do. That, that and is we will keep right. fighting. Yes. Well, that's the end, Trish, but we shall keep up on this stuff, and we will keep you all informed next week on the latest. So thank you, Sounds Trish, good. for coming on. Thank you, Evelyn. Okay, people, we'll see you next week. Have a good week. Bye.